0: good afternoon Uh, welcome to uh, the listeners of this uh, podcast in their shoes and today um i will be talking with uh, my co-host richard police who is a full professor at regis college and um, he also is the founder of a a foundation called heart sounds right rich
1: that's right Uh, we started heart sounds and right in the middle of pandemic January twenty one was where it was our kickoff of Heart Sounds, uh, bringing together lots of different things we had put together, um, and we should also mention that you were one of the co founders of Heart Sounds, which was uh, help, helped us get going on it. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's I don't.
0: Been, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. It's Go been, ahead. Go
1: ahead. It's it's been quite a journey, and doing something anything in the in the middle of the of the pandemic. Um, just working with the bureaucracy and all the things that go with that, but it's uh, it's been worth it. It's been worth it. And now, actually, uh, in a few days, it'll be our uh, our uh, our anniversary. Uh, January twenty second was the day we oh, started wow. Heart Sounds. So January twenty second, twenty one is when Heart Sounds came about, bringing together um, you know, lots of different efforts. So.
0: Nice. We we all developed uh, a lot of bad stuff happened right in this pandemic, right? But um, on the other hand, uh, we had time to develop um, new uh, ways of living uh, during this pandemic. And like you said, you started this foundation. Could you tell us like in just a few words, because I'll I'll come back later in this post- podcast uh, to talk about what, what you do, but what is Heart Sounds all about? Well-
1: I guess the, the biggest thing we could say is heart sounds, if you want to put a word to it, it's about sustainability. And so the projects that we get involved in, um, that we'll, we'll talk about as we go along, are geared towards helping organizations, helping programs, helping projects survive in the long term. So a successful project for heart sounds within a three year period doesn't need us anymore. So mm-hmm. sustain, sustainability um, and helping people lead a better life.
0: Yeah. And and is it like, um, is it a specific country that you're focusing on or is it like, uh, it, could it be all over the world?
1: To well, you know, in the, in the beginning, you want to be all things to all people. But one of the things we found pretty quickly is you couldn't do that. So our mm-hmm. major focus is in Uganda. Uh, and that's yeah. where the majority of our projects are now. We also had a project that is actually just renewing now, uh, working with an organization, um, called the Eastern European Partnership that services um, Romania among other places, and you and I actually visited uh, Romania together um, a couple of times. Uh, we're yeah, looking, right. at, you know, we're looking at expansion to some other places. We've had requests and have conversations in Tanzania, um, in Sudan, um, but most of what we do today uh, and most of where our money goes goes to Uganda.
0: So, so, how does a full professor uh, from uh, Boston, America, how do you get to know Uganda? What is the connection?
1: Well, you know, in in two thousand eleven, um, James Bacheko. Uh, who we both uh, have come to know, James came to work with me on a four-month project, um, and he was working on strategic planning, trying to do some community development. And during the course of the conversation, James would always say, Rich, you need to come to Uganda. And to be honest with you, I look at it and say, oh, I don't know. I'm in in Eastern Europe. I'm doing some stuff in Western Europe. At that time, I was working a little bit with a project in in Honduras. And so I think, I I don't know about Uganda, but- the College of St. Rose, where I was at the time, um, offered me a grant to go to travel to wherever I wanted to go. So my daughter Elizabeth and I went to Uganda. And really, that was a life-changing experience for me. Um, Uganda is a beautiful place. I describe it often as a, a beautiful place with, uh, with, unfortunately, amazing poverty and when you put those two things together it sort of drew me to the um, to that place so yeah i was i'm i professor still do that at least a, a part of my time but the majority of my life is really tied up in uh, in heart sounds and similar projects
0: yeah and what what is you you mentioned one thing the poverty but what did hit you the most when you when you went to uganda for the first time apart from the beauty of of the country and and the poverty
1: well you know when when you when you're in the city of kampala the capital of uganda it looks pretty modern and if you're in downtown you think oh there's a you know sheraton hotel and some nice restaurants and you know oh this looks like any other place i've been before but then when you leave the city when you don't go too far out you know, um, 20, 25, 30 kilometers, uh, outside of the city, you start to see the landscape change. And what you see is, um, people living in shacks, uh, people, um, and by the way, right next to very nice houses. So it's a really mixed kind of situation. People living in shacks, uh, kids without shoes, um, when you see some of the schools uh, the schools are very uh, run down and one of the mm-hmm. really inter- one of the things that really hit me was when i went to the schools i saw a lot of boys but not a lot of girls and that struck me and as i talked to james and other people i said well women don't usually go to school past fourth grade here that the majority of them, and certainly there are some people who move on to universities, but the majority of women in Uganda get a fourth grade education. They are often put in very difficult circumstances, and then they go on with their life, not not being educated. And that struck me, and and, and other people that I work with, with that something like that really needs to change. You know, here in, here in the 21st century, the fact that a woman gets a fourth grade education. While a man is able to move on to other educational pursuits, that struck me and stayed with me. And that really helped us develop some of the uh, Heart Sounds projects.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and did in, in the time you've been to Uganda, did things change a little for the better for women?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, they changed a little and then the pandemic hit. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, we talk about so many things and so we want to blame lots of things on the pandemic, but the pandemic in Uganda shut down. Um, the, the society for um, months, months at a time. And I know you experienced that in, in the Netherlands. We never really experienced what, we, what you'd really call a lockdown. But during that time, it, it, it there was a little movement backwards where suddenly when schools reopened and the schools are open now, the message that I'm hearing is the kids are coming back to school. Not all of them are coming back to school and less women are coming back to school. So we lost some ground here and yeah, yeah. We hope that we can regain that. So is it as bad as it was in 2011? Probably not. Is it as good as it was in 2019? Probably not either. Uh, yeah. we, we did we lost something here and um, we hope to regain some of that.
0: Still a lot of work to do, right?
1: Uh, uh, always, you know, and, and as we've as I've said to people, we could have 1000 projects like heart sounds. A thousand uh-huh. organizations throughout Africa, throughout Southeast Africa, and it still wouldn't be enough.
0: We, How many times did you go there?
1: I've been there twelve times now.
0: Twelve times. Twelve and, times. And when now. is the next time?
1: Uh, April. Um, April. Yeah. yeah at, at, and interestingly, had to had to cancel. I should be there right now, um, but we had mm-hmm. to cancel because, among other things, there was an Ebola outbreak in Uganda. Um, thankfully not one that spread as rapidly as people were feared, but there was an Ebola outbreak. So we, we canceled, we canceled the trip. I was bringing, I'm going to bring a couple of board members, Elizabeth, my daughter was going to go with us. Another person was going to come with us. And we said, this isn't safe. So now actually yesterday I got a phone call from a friend saying, you know, we, we, we feel pretty confident now that Ebola is, it's not gone. There's probably a few cases around, but, um, it it's it's safe now for you to go so i'll be going uh for a couple of weeks in april I'll be traveling on my own this time um to visit uh some of our programs to visit the universities uh and i hope i hope by next year we'll be able to bring a uh, a group with us again
0: yeah so so rich i'm always curious um you know the the reasons why you started heart sounds is quite obvious and very clear Um, you know you take pride in helping people who have less um, means than than we do Um, so starting a foundation uh, which is um, only to help other people did, did that did your parents Taught you to do stuff like that? Where did it? Where does it come from? Your, your charity.
1: Well, that's that's a very good question. You know, and probably until I was in my 40s, and I'm a little bit beyond that now, not much. Um, when I was in my 40s, I realized that a lot of the stuff I was starting to do really did relate back to my parents. My parents uh, were very involved in volunteering themselves, especially in their retirement years. Um, soup kitchens where we you know provide uh, food to the needy. Uh, my father they used to call him the cake man. Uh, he used to go to the the bakery, <laughs> this big bakery called Entman's Bakery here in the United in the United States, and he would collect from them, the, um, the, the, the leftover cakes. And then he would bring it to churches. And of course, my mother was, although she loved the idea, we were like, uh, Ron, my father's name was Ron. Ron, uh, you, you're going into unsafe places. And my father would say, nothing's going to happen to me. And, and nothing did. And nothing did. But he would go out and volunteer. And my, my, mother, my mother, the same. Um, so yeah, it, it, it came forward. And when I look at my own daughters, I can proudly say, they do the same thing. They're mm-hmm. both involved in volunteer activities, uh, both now grown women um, who are involved in food programs, programs for children, and sometimes they do it very silently. And I think that's um, – I, I hope – I become more public about it because now I'm running a foundation. Um, but part of what we try and do you, – you, you do the volunteering because it's important to you. Mm-hmm. You don't do it for the recognition – uh, you do it because it's something that means something to you. And the people I yeah. see around me um, who are really engaged in this, they do it for those reasons as well. It means something to them personally. It's not just about a feel-good thing. It's about what you want to do to make the world a better place.
0: Hmm. And, and that's, small ways. That's, that's beautiful. Um, I read sometimes from a research that people – uh, who show uh, compassion and uh, do that during their lifetime, they live longer than people who don't.
1: Well, I sure <laughs> hope so.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, I, no, I, I hope I, so too. I, yeah. I
1: did read. I did read some similar stuff that for those people who are engaged in things that are fulfilling to them, calming to them. Uh, who, who who volunteer, who work with other people, um, I don't know about live longer, but they they feel better. And I think well, it
0: sounds important. reasonable, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's certainly reasonable. It may be you know, slicing the research a little bit too too thin, but I think yeah. that, uh, I think it does make a difference. And the people that I see that are out there volunteering, because uh, it's not just about giving money. We need money to run these organizations. But it's not mm-hmm. just about giving money. It's about giving your time, giving your service. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that, that, I think, is so important.
0: Yeah. It seems, you know, we've been working together for a long time and have been to America, I don't know how many times. But um, it seems to me that um, in America, uh, you have a long tradition of normalizing the fact that you volunteer for mm. for people who, who have less means right um no. more than than in the netherlands or other countries in europe uh, i don't know if i'm right you know i didn't do research on that but always it strikes me when i come to america voluntary work is is a normal thing
1: yeah i, I and i think that comes for you know there's been lots of craziness going on in our government there's no doubt about it but our our, our Governments were established essentially with that sense of independence that said government doesn't get involved in everything. You know? mm-hmm. and And as a result, you have organizations that develop that uh, really just do tremendous things. Uh, the American Red Cross, uh, this uh, I know, Salvation Army, which you have um, in your um, in your country as well. Uh, many, many organizations developed. And the notion there was, Service and charity. Even our hospital system started as charitable places. Uh, yeah. you find You find you find the names of uh, either uh, Catholic people or Jewish people or Lutheran people on many of our hospitals because they were the ones who founded the hospitals, and the sisters, the nuns, were the ones who ran it. Um, that's different today. We almost never find that those very charitable um, endeavors now. But even our healthcare system. Uh, was founded on charity
0: and yeah. today today yeah. You,
1: you if you go to the hospital today in the United States they have an obligation to treat people with their charitable funds um, lots okay. of controversy about okay. that but it you know it does still happen
0: yeah I I know you don't want to talk about it a lot but um, I'm curious still um, what does it do do for you personally doing this heart sounds work Uh, or it's not work it's you know it's what you think you should do but what what does it mean personally to you what 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 does it give you
1: well you know it's maybe a mission is too much of a a, too big a statement but you know from for myself my wife other people that I work with it's the mission is to help people and so Mm -hmm. heart sounds has given me a focus on how I do that um, so Heart Sounds, as an organization and many aren't like us, we focus on vulnerable women and children and we mm-hmm. focus on health and education. So for me personally, it helps me meet my personal mission, which is to do good things. Um, but it also helps us focus on where, you know, where, where we're going to be. So yeah, it, it you know, feels good sounds like a, you know, a, a trite, off the cuff statement. But I I spend a lot of hours every day and every week on heart sounds. And I walk away thinking, this is what I should be doing.
0: That's great. That's great. So so, um, you're going back in April. What are you going to take with you to
1: Uganda? I mean, physically take with me.
0: Yeah, I, I you're you're going yourself but are you bringing stuff? Uh yeah, are you bringing uh, money or what well, what, uh, what comes with you?
1: Well, some money always comes but there are uh, we, we, take an, we always take an extra suitcase to go in both directions. So right. since we work a lot with, with young women and girls, we bring a lot of products that are essential for women. So we'll bring hygiene products. We'll bring some clothing, things like that. Um, another thing that uh, through uh, a friend, we're going to be collecting um, uh, uh, kits for doing dental work because one of our projects is a health clinic. And that health clinic does dental screening. And so we're going to be collecting um, through donors, they're not that expensive actually, these, these kits that if you when you go to the dental you know, the dental cleaning, you know, things that help you know clean your teeth, help identify cavities, that sort of stuff. So we'll bring some of that um, with us. Uh, probably that's going to be the focus for this trip. Um, things like uh, um, uh, not necessarily drugs themselves, Um, although we have often brought antibiotics with us because antibiotics are hard to find and expensive. So some antibiotics, but things like band-aids, bandages, uh, things that can be used within the health clinics. Because one of the the health clinics we work with is called, it's a level three health clinic. Level three is sort of like a first aid station. And so things like Um, band-aids and stuff and and things are there we're also looking at and i don't know whether we're going to we're going to make them in the in uganda or or bring it from the united states you remember the whole idea of ppe the personal uh, protective equipment you know gowns masks gloves you know when we looked at the ebola outbreak people who died from ebola were mostly healthcare workers
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In the previous outbreaks and in current outbreaks, so we're looking at one of our projects being, and we think we're going to make it in Uganda because it's probably going to be easier. And we have the girls' school that can make it. Uh, we're going to be making the gowns and the gloves, but I, I may bring I may bring some with me. But that's that's one of those we know we need it. Right? We know we need yeah. it in the clinics. How to get it there? That's one of the, a lot of the choices that you make. Um, how do you How yeah. do you get it there? How do you get there most efficiently? Um, not necessarily cheaply, because sometimes things are. Things are not cheap. And inflation is killing them over there right now. The Inflation yeah. rates are just phenomenal. Uh, mm. Inflation, 100 to 300%. Wow. Here wow. in the United States, we heard inflation was 6.5% in December. But um, the price of food is doubling and tripling. The price of gasoline is doubling and tripling. So we're going to be making our choices a little bit differently than we would have had this new inflation um, thing had not occurred.
0: Yeah. So, so Rich, um, to give the listeners an idea, uh, I know money is not the most important thing, but if you uh, are living in poverty, it, it becomes very important, right? Yeah. So, since the day you started Heart Sounds, what is the amount of money involved which was brought from America or other countries to Uganda?
1: We'll actually like to back up to the time before we started Heart Sounds because Heart mm-hmm. Sounds came because we brought together a bunch of projects. But our initial project was a mental health project where we helped uh, women recovering from mental illness um, start their projects. So, probably over the course of the years, um, $100,000. Wow. Over, the, over wow. the course of the years. Yeah. The pandemic st- stopped us in our tracks because suddenly, are ways of getting money back because some of the things we would sell the jewelry on behalf of the women here. Um, But um, I'll give you a really good example. Um, We did, we have something called here called giving Tuesday where uh, people are encouraged to give to charities right after Thanksgiving with the the Tuesday after Thanksgiving Uh, for giving Tuesday on an email that I sent to our contacts about 250 people. We collected about $2,500 just before Christmas I asked the sisters at the Home for Divine Mercy, it's our school for uh, um, for vulnerable young women. It's a, a trade school, a vocational school. I asked the sisters, what can we get the girls for Christmas? Because in the past, we would buy them a dress or shoes or something. And sister came back, Sister Angelina, wonderful person, said, um, uh, Rich, what we really need is money for food. So we went out and uh, the Heart Sounds board allocated some money immediately. Um and we also did some quick donations. So we sent about five, uh, it's still going, but we sent about $5,000 for food. It's not wow. the way we want to do business, but because we like to grow food, but there's another thing going on, which is there's tremendous drought uh, in Africa. Uh, yeah. So about f- yeah. so in, in those two situations alone, about 7000 will probably come up around $8,000. You know, we're not big. We're, we're not big. Um, yeah. Most most of our donors give fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, uh, you know, five hundred dollars. We we did get lucky though recently. We got two what's called directed donations from foundations, um, and they gave us a starting grant of five hundred dollars from each. But that also puts us in a better situation um, to to collect money from them. So you know, we we don't see big donations. And and the biggest donations come from our board members um, who. Uh, who do donate uh, but every every yeah. I tell people every every nickel counts um,
0: every nickel counts yes every nickel right counts. yeah exactly Yeah. a nickel here in in france or the netherlands or america is uh, is what people need right it's yeah. it's of more value in in other countries probably yeah probably not with the inflation right now but uh, yeah every yeah, but- every dollar counts
1: yeah, well, you know, pre-inflation, and, and so I guess it's going to jump up now. You know, a dollar buys um, like two and a half kilograms of rice, right? So that's uh, a lot. That's, that's a lot a of lot. rice. That's a lot of rice. Yeah. Um, and so rice and sorghum and things that people can eat, uh, prepare and eat, um, uh, so important. Uh, uh, the breakfast uh, s- cereal that they make is called pocho. Pocho is a porridge. Um, you can make pocho for pennies per serving, um, and so what we, what the sisters and we suggest, what we suggest that they do is buy food like pocho, uh, but the, the ingredients for pocho uh, to make that. So yeah, a dollar, a dollar goes a long way. Keeping in mind that many of the people, the, the girls that we serve in that school, their families live on less than a dollar a day, less than a U.S. dollar per day.
0: Yeah. So, so, Rich, um, we gave the listeners an idea on how many money was brought to Uganda. So, when you have in mind the projects that Heart Sounds does now in Uganda, on a monthly base, how much should the Foundation have per month to maintain the projects, to keep them
1: going? Probably about five thousand dollars a month keeps the projects okay. going. Keeps the pro- Keeping in mind that the administration of Heart Sounds is actually funded by the board. Um, mm-hmm. one, one of the terrific things has been when we founded Heart Sounds, there were five founding members. There's now um, nine of us, um, the many, all of the board members participate uh, in in that. So the administration of Heart Sounds. I was telling some folks. And within the last few minutes, literally, about ninety-two percent of every dollar we collect goes back to uh, goes back to Uganda. So ninety-two cents out of every one dollar goes back. Our, so our administration is very low. That yeah, I mean, you have no counts. overhead. <laughs> no, no. Well, we we don't have a physical office here. We do have a physical yeah. office in Uganda now. Uh, we yeah. we op- we opened a physical office to do some things that we need to do. Um, but are we we're like many organizations we're, we're virtual um, if you yeah, have, yeah. have a computer you can run the organization um, what
0: does this office in Uganda look like uh,
1: we actually uh, joined with a group uh, that runs a psychology practice called city psychological and they have a suite um, and we we rented a a, a room a space um, okay. with them and and uh, uh, so it'll be set up as an office. The idea is we now need we're now at the support, at the point where we need to bring people into our office um to in- um, to connect them to our project so it, it's it, it is it is a um uh, I'll visit it when I'm there. I haven't actually physically visited, it, but it was a big step for heart sounds We said we need to invest um in having a physical presence now we're a registered charity in Uganda um uh, which means the government is aware of us. Uh, we also mm-hmm. are starting a subsidiary organization. Um, um, it, it, interestingly, uh, I'll give you the name of it. It's in Swahili. In uh, Swahili, it's called Kiafya Sasa, um, and Kiafya Sasa is help. Is, excuse me, health now. Uh, it's mm-hmm. going to be our subsidiary organization that will help us do some things. So health now sort of fit for us. And we use Swahili because Swahili is is a very common language in Uganda now. Actually, um, some people will say as soon it will be the national language in, in Uganda.
0: Okay, okay. So you have nine board members uh, connected to Heart Sounds in America. So when we're talking about Uganda or other countries like Romania, how many people... Uh, f- Coming from that country or these countries are connected to heart sounds. Do you, um, it's just an estimate to, give, to uh, keep, uh, make listeners know how, how many people it
1: involves. Right? Well, in, in, in Uganda, if we look at people who volunteer for us, or we have people now, two people who are employed by us. If we look at people who we can count on to help us, probably about 20 people now. Okay. Um, all, uh, by the way, all friends, all people that we've known and met over the years uh, in in uh, Romania, uh, we currently have one person who works with us, uh, but we also can reach out to people um, as we need as we need to. So uh, it's it's a growing thing. We rely very heavily on volunteer time, um, where we might say to somebody, "Can you take a trip across uh, to the western part of Uganda, the northern part of Uganda, to t- to take a look at this for us?" Because we need to be clear that our money is being spent in the right way. So, um, people like James Bishako, who helped me start, um, my work in Uganda, um, John Paul, uh, Agaba, who's a board member, who's actually there right now visiting a project in the North, in Gulu, where we do, where were working on a school for, uh, for, uh, high school for, cho- for, uh, um, for kids in the, in the, what used to be a very war torn part. Um, so, um, it's growing. We rely very heavily on volunteers. We're looking for volunteers to volunteer with us in the States as well, because we have this, the mental health project where we need to sell jewelry got stopped short in its tracks. um, And uh, we're going to be going back out to market. So um, it's again, love, love to get donations need to have the commitment. Um, So Mm -hmm. when we, when we reach out to people that we, we help, um, uh, as I said, every dollar we, we, we get, we try and send it all back. And volunteering is one way. And we talked about it, volunteering in the States. Volunteering is one way people can help us. Help us promote our cause, including sharing stuff like this, letting people know what yeah. we and other organizations do. And again, I want to emphasize, we're just one of many organizations. I think we do good work. I think there are a lot of people who do good work. And we, and that's what the, where the focus needs to be doing service right that's that's what we want to do
0: right i i love these words doing service uh, i have to think about dutch words for that but uh, i love the english language better anyway so <laughs> doing service is really good yeah yeah
1: yeah well you know so it, ahead, um, so
0: what is your your dream for the future how what what does heart sounds look like five years from now
1: well um five years from now heart sounds continues in Uganda and possibly two or three other East African countries. Um, I'm guessing Tanzania um, is is possible. I would love for us to do more work in Sudan. They're very needy places. Um, And going back and looking at expansion in Eastern Europe, uh, Romania is, is, again, there are places in Romania and and people in Romania who need uh, the help Maybe not as extreme as what happens in Uganda, but, you know, homeless programs, health programs and such where they need help. So that's that's where I would see us in five years. Uh, Are we ever going to be a hundred million dollar organization? No, I would love for us to be a million dollar organization where we're sending money back. And um, I think that's possible. I think it's possible.
0: Are you participating in any lottery or something?
1: <laughs> you know, we have we have something called Mega Millions here, as you're right. And if I win the billion dollar prize, at that point, not a problem. We could take care of it. Right, <laughs> a
0: yeah. lot of money but goes a, to a, Uganda. Right?
1: A, a lot of money, a lot of money. So, yeah, yeah but uh, no, I, I think realistically, that's where Heart Sound should be. Um, and I would like to be able to report back then that a hundred people, not necessarily like work for us for a salary, but a hundred people are out there doing the good work of, of, of Heart Sounds.
0: Nice. So thank you so much for this conversation, Rich. Did I f- forgot to ask you something?
1: No, I think we covered a lot of ground and I think that, um, you know, as we always encourage uh, listeners, uh, you know, think about what we talk about. See how it fits in your life. Um, you know, see whether the doing service fits for you. Um, for me, for you, Rokas, it, it fits. It's what we do. Um, and I hope that one of the things we d- we d- will accomplish today is that people at least think about what does that mean for them.
0: Right. Yeah. And maybe I can add, like, doing service the reasons to do service be, are becoming more and more urgent by the day, right? Uh, not only because it makes you feel good, but also because we're living in a difficult, difficult world where uh, a lot of people need help, right? It, it's, yeah. it's easy. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, uh, and, uh, and, I, and that's not going away anytime soon. No.
0: I don't think so. No, exactly. So, so um, you're better than doing the outros than I do, Rich. But where can uh, listeners follow our podcast on your end?
1: Okay, um, you you can find us on Anchor FM uh, here in in the states. Uh, also, um, encourage you to visit uh, the the site here, uh, WMC WMC. TV, uh, which is the local um, uh, uh, TV station here that, that hosts us. And I want to thank them uh, so much for doing that. Um, and you can find us on Spotify and Amazon and, 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 a- and Apple Music. And I know that Rocus, we, uh, we're out there in many places and uh, maybe we can take a look and ha- people can take a look and tell their friends about us.
0: Yeah, from my end, uh, it's uh, you know people can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Springcast, and since this week I'm also on Podimo. We are also on Podimo, and uh, people um, have to buy a license for that five euros per month. So but about dollars, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they do that. They sponsor our podcast and if people sponsor our podcast with every stream we get some money and the money which we get for the streams goes to Uganda or you Romania or whatever country heart sounds uh, is doing uh, service right
1: exactly exactly so yeah
0: thank you so much rich uh, it was a, a wonderful conversation again uh, you know you're one of my heroes I know you don't want to hear that but Thanks so much for, uh, for this conversation. And um, if people listen, please share it with your network, your family, your friends, whomever uh, is interested in the work of Heart Sounds, send it to them. Because we need volunteers, we need money, we need um, you know everything that can help people who are living in difficult circumstances.
1: Thanks so much, Rokas.
0: Bye-bye, Rich. Bye.